Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Yo, what's good? Your man Ike Jones back in here once again, and we are traveling back around the Amen Corner. I got my guy Paul Meharry and Kenny in the space. Kenny B, man. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get to Florida in a minute. Um, not necessarily the Florida Gators, because we're definitely gonna talk about that. But I want to talk about the state of Florida in just a minute. You know, we gotta go take a trip down there. Uh, but today we're going we're going we're going to start y'all off with a little bit of a recap of what happened around the SEC. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of talk about some rumors of maybe some upheaval in the coaching situation in the state of Florida. Get into a little bit of talk about, you know, Auburn's got a new coach. So, of course, we got to discuss that because I'm here. Why can't we discuss Auburn stuff? And then we'll talk a little SEC championship stuff. But before we get into that, fellas, how y'all feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, man. You know. That's yeah, of course, Paul's good. feeling good. Hey, we're going to talk SEC championship. Man. Hey, man. Back, man. It, it is what it is. I mean, at this yeah. point, it's LSU looked rough. LSU, they I know, did I, look rough. That's a fact. I know you want to start with around the SEC, and we can start there, man. Yeah. LSU looked really rough. Uh, yeah. I turned we can that game definitely off. start with that game. I, I turned that game off. Real spit. I turned that game off. I, yeah. I did not want anything to – like, it wasn't – and the thing is, Texas A&M, man, like – yeah. You, again, I, listen, going around the SEC, have your pick. Have we your pick we picked that game, and there was no way that I thought that LSU was going to lose that game. Absolutely not. Here's here's the crazy thing, though. At the beginning of the season, I saw a dude, um, he put in a futures bet, right? At the beginning of the season, Texas A&M was a 14-and-a-half uh, point favorite in that game. 
Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you what Ele- what Vegas thought of both these teams, right? Wow. And so they were 14.5-point favorite. This dude pet put uh, money on plus 14.5 LSU and ended up losing, uh, I think, or something like that. So wow. it, he lost his bet. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so that just goes to show you what Vegas thought Texas a and was going to be this year and what they thought LSU was going to be. I bet you could have wanted some good money if you put LSU uh, at the SEC West uh you know, representative. Nobody outside of Baton Rouge was taking that bet. <laughs> no, I don't think folks in Baton Rouge were taking that bet. <laughs> you were probably right about that. It's they only, the so only much. people taking that bet would have been pl- uh, family members of players and right. and Brian right. Kelly's uh, wife or something like that. Family. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, nobody. This is, second, this is the second podcast in a row I've done the family thing. <laughs> we might, have to keep, might have to keep that if, going. If you bring up Brian Kelly, I think it's something that yeah. you just kind of have to keep going. But, um, but yeah, besides no, that game, they looked uh, rough for sure. What what other what games about, stuck out? What about Vandy, bro? Like, oh, is is Vandy for real? Like, I don't know because one week they look like they might be an actual football team, and then the next week they're back to being Vand. Like, what? Well, I don't understand Vand. Clark Lee is going to get an extension at Vanderbilt. Like, let's be clear about that. Yeah, Even with this, yeah. they're going to extend Clark Lee. But like, what do you think of Vandy right now? Go ahead, Kenny. Both of you guys played Vandy, so I think we might have lost Kenny. So I'll go yeah. uh, fifty-six nothing against Tennessee. Tennessee took out some frustration Man, for they sure. T- they took out some big frustration. I thought I honestly said that I thought you know Vandy might actually um, you know win this game. I thought they wanted to become bowl eligible, yeah, and they didn't. Yeah. You know, so uh, fifty-six to nothing. I did not see. I saw, I thought, honestly, I thought Tennessee was going to just come out and be like, whatever, man, I don't care about this game and roll over. Vandy wanted to become bowl eligible and they couldn't. And 56 and nothing was in result. Kenny, you, what do you think about both those teams? Man, um, so Vandy, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, oh, I did pick Vandy for that game. Dang. Uh, yeah. That's because I, I, I don't believe in Joe Milton. But anyway, my bad to cut you yeah, off. Kenny. No, ten- Tennessee, man, I, um, I didn't think they were going to come out and like roll over to Vandy. I I don't care what you would have said. I would have never picked Vandy to beat anybody else in the SEC and upper echelon of football. Um, but the way they played against us and um, who else did, who was the other team they beat? Let's see. So they started off the season. They beat Elon. Mm, they beat Northern Illinois. Not they beat. They beat the brakes off of both of them too. So was it they South beat- Carolina? They beat. No, nah, so they lost South Carolina. They beat Kentucky and they beat Kentucky. y'all. Kentucky. Yes, I think when they beat Kentucky, I haven't been high on Kentucky. Like when we lost, to they, Kentucky, they, won, like, they won another SEC game though. What was the other one? Uh, it, was it was just those two, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah two and six yeah. in the conference. But they look like who they are against Tennessee. But yeah. Hey, man. Shout out to them. You know, they, they get up and, and <clears throat> step to the step to the fight so yeah I, I i mean legitimately listen I, I told you i'm not a believer in joe milton and so i was like ah oh, they don't have Hendon hooker playing i don't know if tennessee's gonna have a high octane offense vandy might come in there being scrappy and da 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 yeah i was completely wrong on you want to know what's real crazy ike you want to know what's real crazy vanderbilt two and six in the conference five and seven overall Texas A and M two and six in the conference yeah. five and seven overall. Yeah. Auburn University two and yeah. six five and seven. All yeah. three of those teams on the same same yeah. 
That's crazy. That is, that's absolutely sad as a guy who is a, yes, a fan of one of those teams. Yes, man. Well, so here's the thing. At least we were predicted to suck this year. A&M, everybody thought they were going to be the darlings of the West and go out here and shock people. And it's like, what are we talking about? Like, have you watched them play? But, uh, yeah. They saw I, that roster, boy. Do, that's hey, what you, it is. That's what it is. They saw the roster. Speaking of A and M, do you see that uh, running back? I think he was like a top fifty running back. He he entered the transfer portal, and somebody yeah. tweeted at him was like, basically, yeah, you went to Texas A and M, got your bag, and now you can go to your real school. And he retweeted it. Wow, he retweeted it. He's like, I wasn't gonna play freshman year anyway. Let me just go get a little something, yeah. get that red shirt going with a little bread, and then I'm gonna oh. bounce to where I actually want to play for the rest of my time. I saw that. I was like, damn. Okay, that's wild. Like, I, I'm curious to know because uh, the next time we record, I think will be after. I think the deadline is the the fifth, December fifth. Yeah, Let's see. Fifth, yeah. Well, I'm, my calendar's all messed up. Let's see. Are we? Yeah. So the next time we record, it will be after the deadline. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know how many of those Texas A&M kids end up in the portal. I would imagine. I'm curious to see if Texas A&M changes their strategy for how they do NIL if they get a large attrition of a lot of those freshmen out of their class. You got to, right? You got, I mean, you can't, you can't throw 30 mil in a class and then have 60% of them leave. Yeah. That's wild, man. That is absolutely nuts. Here's the other thing too. And Kirby says this a lot. He's like, look, NIL is going to play a factor into every kid's recruitment, right? But Mm -hmm. if it's the number one thing, we don't want them because it's kind of me over team in that situation and you saw that you saw like they had like three five-star kids who were smoking pot in the locker room and like dry racing in a parking garage like you don't want those kids and that's what you get when you go after those five-star prospects and you just bring them all in you think hey they're all gonna gel nah man everybody everybody and if you and kenny please believe this everybody knows how much everybody got everybody knows how much bag everybody got yes and there's resentment secret like you you do uh you look at um, Florida, for example, right? And Billy's the same way as far as we want guys who buy into the program. You'll benefit from NIL. We have, you know, we got stuff for you. But if that's your main focus, we're not going over what you're worth. That's it. And some people was like, yo, man, throw the money at them. Throw them. Yep. I'm like, no, man, don't do that. Because what are you going to do for the other guys in the locker room? But now you see guys that are there. They're getting their money. Jason Marshall just got a deal. You got AR. He got, he's probably the first uh gator that got a gatorade anything and the lord knows how long yeah you know what i'm saying so they see everybody pulling up in a benzes and porsches and, and scat scat backs and all that stuff but they're getting it because they perform on the field yeah in college and yep. you know you look at these schools who are just throwing money out the texas's a&m's the miami's yeah it's not sustainable well so here's the thing like do you think we're going to approach a time where it's going to end up being, and for lack of better words, because I know they're not professional athletes, but where there's going to be some sort of collective bargaining Salary. type thing where well, well, where it's tiered, right? Like they put caps on freshman NIL deals, right? Like you can't make above blah, blah, blah until you prove something on the field or they just... Are we just in the place where because it, it it's it's technically not a salary, right? It's name, image, and likeness. So you're making money off of your star power, not necessarily what you produce because they can't make it performance based. So I like where do we go? But but if other want, than people not being stupid and just handing money to 17, 18 year old kids. That's what I'm saying. Like because the kids that you know came in this year, 
yes, they had the name, image, and likeness, but they didn't do anything on the field for their actual university yet. So, Correct. like that, that we can, that's a whole different topic of NIL. Sure. What you're at, what you're asking is, is there like some type of cap? And I don't know. I don't think the NCAA wants to like go down that road because yeah. that's a slippery it's slope. A man. They've already opened slope. up. They've already opened up the doors enough right now. Yeah. And then the NCAA comes out and says, "Hey, just so you know, uh, the cap for uh, per kid is a million dollars." And it's like, what? I thought we were playing college football. And then you got like, I don't know, teams like Washington State. Like, uh, we can give you a five grand and a uh, Subaru Outback. <laughs> like, that sound cool. Yeah. You know, it, it, you put a cap on it, then you know, money starts coming out of the woodworks, and and next thing you know, it's like it's an arms race. It already is. Yeah, I mean, it's an arms race right now. Yeah. I just think that, like, well, the problem is there's two things. One of the things you mentioned, Kenny, uh, is fans whose money it isn't to spend think that the resources should just flow liberally towards the kids just to get them in the door. It doesn't matter. And then the people with money who bend to those wheels being willing to just go out there and throw piles of money at these kids because by God, I want my team to win. And it's like, bro, that's not, you can't build it to the, I'm going to use the word you use a culture around that. You can't. No, you can't. Cause you have to just as hard as these coaches are, are getting ready to jump on this trail and, and see these kids in the room. You think they're not recruiting in their own locker room. Mm-hmm. I got to pay my God to not go to, the to not leave, to not hit the portal. Yeah. So, so it's like I got. I'm gonna hey, listen, we went through it last year with Tank Bixby, bro. Like, it, oh, let's yeah. be clear: between Tank Bixby and and Javarius Johnson, there was a lot of begging and pleading by coaches to say, "Hey, look, stay here. We'll figure it out." And they did. Yeah. Listen, Tank stayed. It had a decent season. I mean, the offensive line wasn't good enough to make it. Man, Tank, uh, he just doesn't get enough due, bro. He almost had a thousand yards with a terrible offensive line. Like I just Tank don't even be, understand Tank, Tank is going to be. Yeah, he's gonna get to the league, and they're like, "Why didn't he do that here?" Yeah, like, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Is he's somebody's gonna get a hold of him, and they're gonna be like, "This is nuts." Uh, what was what, the kid's name from Florida that was like Damian that? Pierce. Pierce never touched the ball. He went to the league. Folks was like, "What?" Yep. What is happening right now? Yeah, <laughs> every fan would be like, "Yo, why is he getting the ball four times a game?" Yeah, and never started a game his senior year. Yeah, he never started his senior year. No. Damn! That's Absolutely rough. nuts. Listen, that's man, rough. That's but well, I mean, at least Tank get, gets carries, right? But he's not a Pierce in, in that way. But yeah, P- Pierce definitely was underutilized in his collegiate career. That is for sure. To Kenny's point, though, real quick before we wrap up on that, you that he's a hundred percent accurate. You have to keep money back in your NIL to keep guys from going to the portal. Mm-hmm. So not like it's just it's weird, man. It's it's like everybody knows how much everybody's making, and hey, man, I'm transferring out because such and such is behind me on the depth chart and he's making X and I'm making Y. Right. Like Ryan Day say, I need three thirteen mil to keep my team intact. He said, mm-hmm. yeah, he came out and say, straight said it didn't. Uh, I think Auburn came out today uh, and said that they got 12 mil in a warlock chest. Yeah. Re- man. Ready to go. Oh, so, right, so this is a perfect place to transition then you since that, we're talking right? about you Auburn and that. that and the war chest. Let's talk that, right? about why this has become a thing right now for Auburn. And that's because just got a new coach in Mm. and and, uh, they're trying to make sure that coach gets off to a fast start. Mm. What are you guys thinking about now? Head coach of the Auburn Tigers, Hugh freeze is the rest of the SEC 
having sleepless nights right now because he freezes the coach. Is that what just happened? Or or is this like one of those? Okay. No. Sure. Go ahead, Kenny. I, I'll, I'll go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Kenny doesn't. You, your your team doesn't have to face them every year. DePaul definitely should go last on this. But Kenny, how 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 is uh the, how are the people in Gainesville feeling about head coach Hugh Freeze and and his potential in the SEC West? I think folks are a little nervous, <clears throat> especially the way he knocked out that initial thing with like, "Hey man, Cadillac, you're the best." Da, da, da. <laughs> We're keeping you, give you this title. I mean. It couldn't have gone any better. Now, listen, the press that. conference was amazing. The if he were a politician, I think that this would have been a great kickoff to his political campaign. But yeah, continue. you already have a, a former head coach as a senator now in Alabama. All right, listen, I don't, I don't, <laughs> listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Don't start, don't start it for another one. Yeah. Go ahead, though, Ken. But he did. He just he he said all the right things. Like if yeah, if if there was like a checklist, I think somebody handed him the checklist. He was like, "Oh, I can mention that. I can mention that. I can mention. I can work that in too." Okay, cool, cool. And then he went and he just kind of wove his story around that checklist. He did, and I think him putting that out there, like first, like, "Hey, we're keeping Cadillac yeah. as assistant head coach." That lets the recruits know the culture that's here is mm-hmm. still going to be here. That excitement, we're keeping that guy that's responsible for that. Yeah. We're going to keep it moving. And <clears throat> you have what he did at Liberty, how he made uh, Malik Willis look. He, you know what I'm saying? How he made Liberty look. That's how he's going to score points. Mm. It's everything that's happening. Mm. And he's going to recruit. He's going to do everything he can to get recruits. He that's a fact. That. He's going to do everything he, he can. Everything. And it's the staff. We're like, yo, potential rumors that he's going after a Florida staff member. You know what I'm saying? To go oh. Over. I'm hearing that. Oh, really? A uh, a, a Bama staff member. Now I've heard I've heard rumors of, of Bama staff. I have not heard about any Florida staff members. Do you care to spill the yeah. beans oh. on that one? Who I heard that you know he may be trying to go after a linebacker coach mm. and Bateman, and mm. people are nervous that if he does, a lot of the work with those twenty twenty four recruits, those guys, those linebackers might follow him. Mm. So that's I think if if and I, I know Paul is not going to be on the the SEC should be nervous uh, camp in in that on that train right now. But that's I think the only thing that if I were an opposing coach, I'd be worried about is the amount of money because I'm going back to the war chest thing. The amount of money that I feel like Auburn is willing to throw at a staff, and they're going to try to bring a colossal group of Avengers together to put together some sort of super staff to, to make this a formidable first one or two years under coach Hugh free. So I'm, I'm going to let you chime in here, Paul, and talk about why Georgia and Kirby smart are just laughing right now. And they're not worried. Look, man, I mean, the, the easiest way to look at it, easiest, the easiest way to look at it is this man. You brought in a coach that I mean, 76 and 47 as his head coaching overall record. Mm-hmm. Liberty did a good job of, you know, uh, bumping that up for him, if you will. Rehabilitating but, it a little bit. Yep. Uh, this, this hire doesn't scare anybody, man. I, I think what it did to uh, y'all's fan base also, it kind of divided the fan base a little bit because you had, you know, you have the sexual misconduct, you have the, all this, you know, things in his past, right? He has a troubled past. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully he can overcome that. 
and y'all can move forward past that. But here's the thing that that's not going to go away. That's going to be what everybody talks about all the time with Hugh Freed. It was in his press conference today. It was in when he talked to Paul Feinbaum. I mean, it's not going anywhere that everybody knew that was going to, I mean, everybody knew that was going to be the case. And when he left Ole Miss, there was nobody thinking that he was going to ever get a power five coaching job again back in Mm -hmm. 2016 when this initially happened and nobody thought this would happen. But we're in such a present day now where, you you know, you say sorry and, and you can come back um, that he's now a power five SEC head coach. And so yeah. you look at that and you go, all right, well, what what does this mean for, you know, Georgia? What does this mean for Alabama? And you have a guy in Hugh Freeze that now in his contract, apparently he can't even tweet out his own tweets. No, that's so, not true. He dis- he dispelled that rumor today in his uh, press conference. They asked him about that. That's not true. But didn't he say something like, um, I've had somebody tweeting out for me for a while now or something like that? That was from Liberty, though. Liberty, he said he hadn't been running his social media the last couple of weeks. He doesn't even know what's going on. Somebody else is doing that. That okay, ain't got nothing but, to do with his Auburn contract. But so that's so that's not in his contract at Auburn. They asked him specifically. There was a rumor that a portion of your stipulations in your contract were that you would have to surrender the uh, your social media accounts, and he said no, that's not true. So either he blatantly that- lied, or he's really not have he's not required to turn over. He did say jokingly, maybe that's wisdom, but it's not a requirement of my contract. Here's the here's the thing with that though. You just said maybe he's lying. And has he not lied in the past? I mean, have you lied in the past, Paul? Yes, <laughs> of course he's lied in the past. Like, like, come on. But like, these are these are pretty. Does high. a bear does a bear crap in the woods? Yes. Yeah. 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 Is a all right. I'll stop. Um, but I'm saying, yeah. like, name name a, a coach for any major program that you can say. Have you? Has he ever lied in the past? Of course he has. Jesus Christ of Holy Cross University. <laughs> Billy, Billy would never lie. Billy is a Christian. God Come on, Kenny. Country boy. <laughs> I, be, I, I bet you the folks in, at, at Louisiana, he looked somebody straight in the face and was like, no, I'll, I'll be back next year. And then went and signed I, a contract I, with Florida. Now, one, well, one thing about Hugh Freeze, right? I saw a video this guy did earlier, and he explained why Hugh, Hugh Freeze is very dangerous um, to the SEC because he's like, one, he already knows people are going to be watching him with the microscope. Mm. So he's going to stay extra clean. He knows Hopefully, that, yeah, I mean, knows that, uh, he hasn't. He had the opportunity taken from him one time, so now he has a second chance. He's not going to mess that up. Hopefully, he has this. Now he might have this new fire burnt in to prove folks wrong. Definitely, you know I'm saying to do things. So everything that will point to him doing well is probably just magnified because he has this second chance. Really. Yeah. And yeah, it makes him dangerous. I'm gonna keep, keep it real with y'all. I actually like the hire, bro. Like I really do. Like is I he, is he a good enough coach to come with this baggage though? Ike? I mean, his record looks almost similar to Gus Malzahn's. You fired, fired Gus Malzahn. Yeah, and, and he was he, he has a, for this baggage. He, here's here's my thing. There's a lot of coaches who were were not very good as far as their records are concerned before they got to Auburn. You go look at Tommy Tuberville's record, right? Another former Ole Miss coach that made it to Auburn. Go look at his record before he got to Auburn, and look what he did when he got to Auburn. There's that that you can. I'm saying is I'm is a yes or no? Is the baggage worth 
this it's worth it for higher. the price tag. Yes, it's worth it for yeah. the price tag that they paid. They they only paid six and a half million. So I I think what's it's his uh, buyout? What's his buyout? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that they've released that those <laughs> because that because if, if you got six buy years, six point five. If yeah, you buy if we, we got to pay though? another buyout in the next two years, that's cool. But see, here's the thing: he, he we only get to a buyout scenario if they they fire him with no cause. So if you're expecting him to just screw up for some other non football reason. He doesn't get that buyout, so he has every incentive to True. to to make sure that he that that ain't the reason that he's up out of there, right? Because if they fire him for cause, he doesn't get his buyout. So, to to Kenny's point, hopefully, and my sincere hope is this: that we're not co- in a coaching search in the next two years that ends in disgrace. I think that they are willing to ride with him for a couple of seasons, unlike they were with Brian Harson, because they liked him to begin with. Wow. Um, not to change the subject a little bit, do you know how much he was making in Liberty? Not a lot, I don't think. It was like, what, $2 uh, million the contract, a contract, Hugh Freeze has agreed to it. This was, uh, oh my goodness, this was a month ago. This was a month ago. Hugh Freeze agreed to a new eight-year contract at Liberty that will put him on the highest paid coach in the group of five. The contract is eight season and averages just under $5 million per year. He was making $5 million Oh, wow, really? I didn't think he was making five a year. At Yo, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it a buck with you right now. If I could stay at Liberty and make five mil and not have to be put into the spotlight again, I might just stay there. But he, but he might have that dog. He's got that. Obviously, he's got that he, dog in him. He wants he wants back. He in the- specifically said, yeah. he's an uber competitive person, and I just think he 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 uh, he just wanted this smoke. Like you really kind of have to want smoke to take a job in the SEC number one, but to take this job again, we talked about this already. Like. It ain't but a few teams in the country that every year got to play Georgia and Bama. Tennessee, Auburn, that's the list, I think, right? Every year? Yeah. And so if you like are standing up and you're like, yeah, I want that job, you kind of have to be a little crazy or you just, you got a lot of self-confidence like, oh, I could do this. I got, I want that smoke. That's just different, man. And I like that. Anybody who's inviting that smoke, I'm with it. Um, I think the the only issue that I have is the one that you brought up, Paul, and that's the, the divisiveness that's happened amongst the fan base because some people are just so adamantly against this hire that they're all, you know, I'm never going to come to any more Auburn games while this guy is the coach and that kind of stuff. And that's unfortunate, um, you know, because I actually think the team could end up being pretty good and they're going to they're gonna hate that it was him that, that was the one to turn the, it up. The thing is, you know, you, you have that new AD, right? And mm-hmm. This is who he wanted to, you know, start his uh, athletic director tenure off with. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's a boomer bust, right? For sure. One thousand percent. And I think right now, most people and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think most people look at it outside of Auburn. Right. Just the, the even inside Auburn, probably. But continue. Um, look at it as probably going like we know how this movie ends. No, right? there's a lot of people. That, yeah, there's definitely we've a lot of people. Seen, even we've seen this movie, but literally like we've seen this movie before. The only difference in this movie now is he has legal money he can give to players. Yeah. Uh, but everything but every, everything else is the same. Right, we've seen this movie before, but to that point, though, now that he can start giving legal money out, it might change the whole dynamic of uh, recruiting and, and might boost Auburn with the quickness. Because well, that's obviously, what has like, people excited is that it's like, like well, we know we know he knows how to negotiate some player contracts, so we just we just make it make it legal now and let's get this money flowing. He he'll be straight. 
could you imagine Urban Meyer with NIL? <laughs> Urban Meyer <laughs> still quit on whatever job he's at and but he'll yeah, bring the championship though. He'll bring you yeah, he'll, he'll get you a quick one. Two years, year two, he'll win a championship. Year three, half his people will transfer out, and he'll state some reasons why he uh, doesn't want to be there anymore, and he'll bounce. Yeah, but I mean, I like the hire. I, Hugh Freeze. Um, when I sit back, because I'm an offensive guy, I like points. I like pretty offense. I love it. Mm-hmm. And Auburn has the capabilities to do all of that like you recruit well in southern georgia you're going to recruit well in alabama you're just you're close enough to florida that's where you're going to get those guys and depending on who you get as your oc and dc like depending what names you get mm-hmm. yo you're going to get guys that's going to come that's going to be like, oh you know what yeah I'll, i'm gonna rock with auburn yeah. this guys is already looking that we're supposed to go what's Alabama. they're like uh now nah, auburn like the the carver boys Mm-hmm. They weren't. Nobody was really thinking about them going to Auburn. Now, Auburn. That, I, that, that, I think that's it. the thing that excites me the most is probably the change in trajectory in the recruiting and the offense because Auburn's offense has been terrible for what, like a decade. Like, I mean, let's be for real. Like, not been very good, absent of a few bright spots here and there. Twenty seventeen, but before that, like, you got to go back to twenty thirteen before you get a good Auburn offense. Like, it's just been, ugh in between all of those years. Um, so I'm excited about the potential of a better offense and more recruiting prowess, hopefully recruiting prowess that is able to identify talent. But I'm going to take this minute because uh, I do want to get off of this topic and pivot a little bit because you talked about recruiting and you talked about an area of recruiting. And one of the biggest places where Auburn's been able to find talent recently that's been in the state of Florida and I want to go and talk about what's going down in the state of Florida. Mm. Um, two questions. I want to. St- I got to start with the guy who's down in Florida. Two questions about the state of Florida. Is Florida State currently the king of Florida when it comes to Ooh, to damn. football in the state? In your damn. opinion, king is a strong. It is a strong word, and I and I'm I'm going I'm a ho- I'm going to stand <laughs> here and I'm going to ask you to answer. Is Florida State the king of football in Florida? I wouldn't say they are the king. Um, they, they, this year, sure, you can give it to them this year. Okay. I mean, UCF, they beat, they, yeah. they beat Florida. They beat Florida. They beat Miami. They beat Miami. The big three really, UCF, nobody really. UCF. Like, <laughs> you mean the, 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 the only recent national championship winner in the state of Florida? Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> The thing yeah, I can I mean, joke about they, that because it was at our expense, so you know, yeah. Whatever. I mean, but that's real though. Like, they are like you have to give it to them. They have they have a nine win season. I mean, it took a while, you know. <laughs> um, so you know, shout out to them. They they had a good year. So yes, technically for this year, for this year, for this year, yes, they won. Okay. All right. I, I, I just wanted to know if you was going to be able to give them their props for what they've done in this season. But let's let's talk big picture because I definitely want to talk recruiting because rumor has it. Mm. Mm. We talked about him on the last episode mm. and we talked about the trepidation that might happen if he stepped off in there. Coach mm. Prime is in negotiations with South Florida for the head football coaching position. How does that make the natives of the Sunshine State field? Um, I think a lot of people in Florida are, well, I'm not going to say a lot of people. I think it's split. I think you have skin folk who are like, 
cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you have other people that are like, oh no, no. I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna throw some waves because him in Florida is bad for everybody in Florida. Mm. Point bank period. I don't care what it is, what's going on. Him recruiting kids in the same room that you're recruiting kids ain't is it's not good. Yeah. Um, so if he really does take this USF job, whew, it's gonna be a problem. It's really gonna be a problem because does USF have the money to be able to, to get behind him like that? I think they have the resources that he needs. Mm. Um, I don't think he will go into a UCF and try to wring the rag dry. Like the same thing he did with Jackson State. He went there knowing like, hey, y'all ain't got it. I know it. Don't worry about it. I think going to USF is going to be a, hey, take care of my guys. I'm good. But my, my assistants, my, my guys on the team, the coaches, Make sure they're good. Facilities, I need them up to par to compete against who I need to compete against and, and be able to recruit. I think that's all he wants. Now, when you get to the P5 job, like if he was to take a Florida State or something like that, now he's probably be like, all right, I want my money too. Mm-hmm. But I think going to USF is he knows what's most important for his success. It's not his pocket. It's the people around him and the infrastructure that he's going to have to build. That staff is probably going to be so nuts, man. I don't even yeah. want to know what a USF staff looks like with Coach Prime, bro. But I don't think it's going to be the excitement <clears throat> like at Jackson State because at Jackson State, like when the we culture is different. It, we're friends, like we're friends, so you're like, yo, look what you're doing for HBCUs, yeah. what you're doing for the culture. When you go to USF, you're just another coach. I mean, mind you, you're Prime, but I'm not going to tune into USF just because Prime is coaching. Mm, like, that's a good point. I'm not going to do that. So a lot of the people that are on, you know what I'm saying, have his back like that, I think are probably going to fall off a little bit because now you're just a regular guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me. You got any thoughts about it, Paul? You guys dip into the state of Florida quite often for recruits. How, how are our uh, people in in, in uh, the Georgia program going to feel about neighboring state now having not, I mean, listen, Miami is out there kicking butt right on the recruiting trail. Napier is doing a good job on the recruiting trail. Uh, we already talked about the king of Florida right now, Florida State, bringing it. <laughs> yep. And then you got USF now potentially having Coach Prime. Does that then? I mean, are are other schools in the SEC now just locked out of the state of Florida? Like, are you just all the kids gonna go stay at home now? How you feeling no, about that, Paul? There, there's a lot of kids in the state of Florida. I mean, you could take just the Miami Dade area right there and and flip, you know, get teams of Florida, Florida State, you, you could field rosters for all of them just out of Miami-Dade. So there's enough kids down there. Uh, the problem is with Dion now transferring, if he does, to USF, uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a really good transfer for him. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be building a uh, stadium on campus in 2026, but they right now they use Raymond James Stadium, so it's Tampa Bay Stadium, uh, the Buck Stadium. So, I mean, it's a big enough stadium. He can pack it out. Uh, USF's, I want to say USF's has a ton of um, alumni. It's mm-hmm. so like, I think their population actually in terms of like attendance is huge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those two things help. And then what probably scares coaches the most right now, if Prime does get a, a you know, a, a group of five slot is losing your transfers to him. Because mm, for sure, he, he can very easily turn this South Florida football team, which we looked up before the show, which was a whopping one and 11 and zero and eight in the conference in the uh, AAC American Athletic Conference. For those who don't know, which 
you know, most don't. Yeah. Uh, he could easily turn that team into, I mean, you see two lanes up there at the top at 10 and two. He gets enough recruits. To, and it's not even recruits that I think worry everybody. It's how many of your guys off your team are going to transfer there. And there's right. going to be kids from Florida, Florida State, Miami, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, uh, USC. I mean, every Southern school, are they're going to look at Prime and say, he's rebuilding. I mean, I would beg to say that if Prime went down there, there'd probably be a mass exodus of, you know, 40, 50 kids. He'd be like, look, your scholarship here's it ain't what it is. And he would just bring in, he would just bring in a massive load of talent, flip this real quick. And that's probably what could work out best for him, man. He could flip this real quick from one and 11 to let's say seven and five and then 10 and two and year of one and two. And then guess what? Next thing's power five. You know, maybe Hugh Freeze is messed up by then. Maybe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Yes. You know, Mike Norvell is out at Florida State no, or, um, you know, I don't know. Shane Beamer leaves USC, something like that. And he can then jump to that next spot. This is this is if it wasn't going to be Auburn. I don't think Colorado's the right move for for prime. Yeah, but, that felt weird. That just felt weird hearing that. Yeah. But but USF, though, you could do a quick two year flip and then you are the top. P5 coach and you can show people that too so that's where it's that's where it's worrisome I don't think long term like 2024 2025 kids I don't think like schools are worried about that Hmm. I think you're worried about him taking some of your depth though off your teams because that's what he did at Jackson State and like I said last episode he got four and five star kids to come to Jackson Mississippi this is Tampa Florida now this is a totally different beast you get to play in the Buck Stadium like this is different this yeah. is completely different. That's why it's I think I just why I think man people listen. I don't know man. I I just don't think people understand how much star power matters to young kids and especially their parents, right? Like you it's it's and in Florida. Like it's 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 like two places you don't want prime walking into a living room in are in the state of Georgia and the state of Florida. Yep. Really in the state of Texas either, right? Just cuz he played sure. in, at Dallas you know, he played most of his playing career, most of his like celebrity came when he was in Atlanta and then he played college ball in Florida. Like, and he grew up in Florida. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, but like, those are the places where, like, like, talking about his face card, like, you just don't want to play those games with him in those areas because that's like, like inviting him to, to his backyard and then you yep. want to pick a fight with him. Like, that's crazy. So, to your point, Tampa is is a draw by itself playing in an nfl stadium is crazy prime being the coach is crazy i don't know man <laughs> i don't know that just sounds like a trouble and, for a lot of and people it, and it's a team that's it they're not great right now they're one and eleven yeah prime so it doesn't can, take it doesn't like take said, much seven and five they're ecstatic in the turnaround in one year Dude, and all that really takes is you bring your son in at quarterback you bring travis hunter and you bring three or four more kids and you probably get to seven and five yeah. i mean yeah. You know, in, you in know? that conference for sure. Yeah. And you're already on kids top the top fifty. You're on like yeah. twelve of them on their top five. Yeah, it's it's but kids right now still, that would still want to go to Jack State. Wanna buy into the uh to the HBCU thing because they're like, all right, we'll see what happens with Travis. You know what I'm saying? So they, they're not ready to buy in yet, which you know, at the end of the day, understand. Well, I mean it's it's TV two USF. So now you, you get to play Florida. You get to play Bama. Right. You get to do all these things, and you learn from Prime. It's just a, it's it's 
it's exciting to see because like I followed Coach Prime since he had truth since Shador and Shiloh and them kids was little kids playing peewee. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now to see that he's doing all of this there, man, when he gets to if he gets to USF, it's gonna look amazing. Cause I think mm-hmm. he's done what he had to do for HBCUs. Like, I mean, at this point, what do you want him to do? You know, it's like he keeps winning. He's just beating up on everybody. It's look, look, you just convinced me completely because I had to look up their schedule. Alabama comes to Raymond James Stadium next year, September 16th. Yikes. Come on now. Yikes. Come on. Tell me, tell me, tell me game day's not there. I mean, that's it, gonna it's be over. nuts, bro. It's that over. would be absolutely nuts if it's Alabama is playing at USF with Coach Prime there. Yeah. Yo, that's so crazy. I don't even like. Yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> I mean, that and, sells and itself. That's what I'm saying. Prime's got to be looking at that. Like, whoa, I can play Bama in 2023, and then let's see, 2024, uh, they go to Alabama and they get Louisville at home, and they get NC State at home in 2024. There's your two year plan right there. Yeah. You you win against Louisville, NC State. You try to stay competitive against Alabama in those two games, and then you move on. I mean. It's it sets up perfectly if Prime's looking at this as like a two year stopgap and, and actually move. like if you look at it from the standpoint of him really trying to get his son the real looks right like yeah him playing against Bama next year puts him in a different conversation like he feels like he's getting shafted from this Heisman conversation it's like all right cool let me go load up on a different level go get some different kids and then watch watch what he does against Bama yeah I mean it, it makes it makes perfect sense. Them kids, them Florida kids that go to Minnesota, that go to University of Maryland that are nice, that get overlooked, that four-star that's like, well, I'm going to go to Oregon. I'm going to go. Now I can stay home because them Florida kids really be wanting to stay home. Yeah. Man, they can stay home now and play for Deion Sanders? Yes, that that could be nuts, man. That could be absolutely nuts. All right. Okay. So I don't. Definitely, a lot of people probably need to be on high alert right now. So let's let's pivot then and and bring it back to the conference and talk about the big game that's coming up this weekend. I don't have much to say about this, Paul. I'm gonna let you have the floor since you are the only one on this pod that actually has a team involved in this. But the SEC championship is happening this weekend. We already talked about LSU not looking good. Who is the competition? Not not only do we want to ask you. If you think Georgia is going to repeat as SEC champion, how bad do you think y'all are going to beat LSU? Well, you said repeat. They they lost last year. Oh, that's so true. Was, I forgot about that. They did is, lose in the championship yeah, game to Bama is, last year. This is My bad. huge. Yeah, this is huge to Kirby Smart. He's been preaching this. Like, he's honestly been preaching this. And I don't know if it's just, you know, coach talk or coach speak or whatever, but he's really been preaching like he wants this SEC title more than he wants the, the natty. Be- and it, look, man, look. He's, I'm just saying he. That's how he's portraying it. He wants this SEC title bad, and I see Come on, Kirby. I'm saying that's that's I I, I feel you, I feel you. But you know, last year, yes, they won the Natty, but they didn't win the SEC. And he preaches it. Man, you should hear his press conferences, man. Every week, the SEC is such a tough league to play in, week in and week out. You know. That, Everybody that wants to come play in it can come play in it, but this is the hardest conference, you know, and he just, he does that nonstop. And so, you know, I I think for him, this is, this is huge. People are going to, you know, probably say, oh, well, he didn't go up against Alabama. He's going up against LSU. Well, he didn't get to choose, right? You know, it's, it's, 
It's who goes up against them. Ooh, well, so, oh, you drunk the juice. No, why? What do you mean? I know, I know. I'm just playing. He can't. I'm saying he can't pick who he's going up against. I'm sure he would want to go. He probably this year. Sure, rematch Alabama. I mean, you know, oh, they yeah. probably they probably beat Bama this year. Yeah, want some Florida, huh? Yeah, I mean, he'd take whoever. What I'm saying is though, <laughs> um, is LSU. This game shouldn't be close. No, nah, uh, I'm sorry. And, and they should, you know, be the biggest thing is they've had this the past couple of weeks is they've been looking ahead. And so they did it with Tech early and Tech scored that touchdown on the first drive, 11 place, 75 yard drive where they looked unstoppable. Uh, and they, you know, they went to halftime. They were only up 10. Georgia, Tech, Georgia was. And who so is, who was that receiver for for George, the big receiver for Georgia Tech, bro? Like uh, Nate McCollum. He, he's in the transfer portal now. He's in the portal, right? Yeah. That hit was balling in that game bro i yeah, was that, like that's what? how you make money that's how you that's how you make money right there um you 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 have one game like that against georgia and you 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 know you hey, make it to a bigger he school. convinced me i want i want to go back and look at his tape and be like is this a fluke or has he been balling like this all year bro? apparently he's been balling like that all year but um and you know i i think that the biggest thing is don't look forward and kirby's really preached that all year long so It'll be. I, I'm curious to see how they come out and play because they've looked really soft the first half of the last two games, uh, and so maybe just you know come out and just stick. You need to stick it to LSU, and you hope and pray that somehow USC jumps TCU so you can have TCU at the four and not USC because I don't think you want USC in the first first game. But you also don't want USC to beat Michigan because the game is in LA and it's going to make tickets about ten times harder to get. Because mm-hmm. USC, as we know, as we saw last week uh, with their stadium, they love to bandwagon. Yeah, they love the bandwagon. Like that's the biggest thing. Like USC's good. That stadium is packed. USC's yeah. trash. There's ten people there. Yeah. So you know the national championship games in LA. So I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to see if if LSU is able to, like, because I don't even know how to explain last week, right? Like, how do you explain? Right. And, and they're going to the SEC championship game. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I like, I know that they, they knew they were going already, but you at least had an outside shot at the, you know, college football playoff. Oh, and, yeah. But, yeah. like, but to lay an egg the way they did, I was just like, yo, what is going, like, I, j- I just don't even know how to explain because you can't tell me Texas A&M just got that much better in a week. No. So no, I, I just don't know how LSU looked that bad against easily one of the worst teams in the league. And LSU, I feel like we'll have to play perfect. Like, Harold Perkins is great. Yeah. But it's going to take a lot more than Harold Perkins to be a balanced UGA offense. When UGA offense is balanced, I always said, Paul, you know, for the years, I'm like, yo, when, when Georgia gets a real OC, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem because – they just run the ball, throw it sometimes. But now they got playmakers everywhere, and they utilize everybody. I don't know if, if LSU has – they have the toughness, but I don't know if they have the depth <laughs> to run with them boys. And here's well, the thing with, with Harold Perkins. He's great, right? Yeah. But you got Broderick Jones, who's going to be a, a highly drafted – offensive tackle and Warren McClendon who has been a starter at right tackle for Georgia for what seems like seven years. So he's not going against no slouches. I mean, they're, they're good offensive tackles. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just going to be interesting. I mean, LSU has not been a first half team at all this season, right? They, they've let just about everybody except for Bama 
play them tough early and then they just kind of come at you in waves as the as the game goes on and they'll figure out which a way is, to win which is a problem ike for georgia yeah well that's why i said that like i don't know how they win this game because georgia if you if you get behind against georgia it's over. what do you what do you do like the defense is too good like I, and then they can run the ball so it's like we can choke the clock out and we can stop you from scoring so if my, he, how i feel like this is going to go is georgia's going to put up 28 points in the first half of that game and then coast to victory like, Which sucks because that's been so many of George's games this year. And it's like you get to the end of it and you're like, that was fun, I guess. You know, 10 minute drive well, in the see, second George, half. Georgia uh, starts cool. slow sometimes too, though. They do. Like, that's what, yeah. But like, and, and I feel, but then that's really, really the only hope for LSU is if they can get Georgia to start slow and then maybe get a mistake, right? Like maybe some kind of fluky turnover, you know, maybe, uh, uh, what's your guy's name? Maybe Lad McConkey muffs a punt again, or says some some crazy. Setson's like known for three or four bad plays, bonehead plays a game. I mean, it, it's yes. it's a fact. That that's how I feel like LSU can be in this game is Georgia makes mistakes. But if if Georgia comes out and they put it on them early, I don't know how LSU comes back in this game because the defense is too good. They're not that defense yeah. isn't the defense has and, and and this sounds like I'm sliding the Georgia offense. The defense has way too much pride, like. They're trying to pitch shutouts every game. The offense is like, yeah, we'll score points, I guess. Oh, y'all, yeah. y'all want to touch down? Okay, all right, cool. We'll come out here and we'll put a drive together. But the defense right. is like, no, y'all not scoring. Like, period. There's no no points will be scored today. And which is crazy, which is absolutely crazy. I understand it, but I love it. I understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I just, I just don't think you're gonna get a sleepy Georgia defense in in this game, bro. Like, I just don't. Not for this. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It, it, we will definitely, by the time you guys hear it from us again, we will know what will have happened. And, uh, you know, I expect Paul to be on here. Hopefully, you know, whatever post-game hangover has happened is, is subsided by then. And what, so, um, so before we, I'm guessing we're going to wrap soon. What, yeah. with the last uh, championship games, uh, who y'all got? I mean, do the, do the playoffs stay as they are? Because they just released the playoffs, right? Uh, that's so a good it's, question. Uh, it's Georgia, <laughs> is Georgia one? Uh, Michigan two, TCU three, USC four. Does it stay that way when we're talking next week? Because next week's the final one, right? So yeah, um, I don't. So the, you know, I TCU has been scraping by everybody, and that's the hey, one man. I'm more worried about than US, USC. They have man. Um, so TCU playing Kansas know, State, which uh, they've already played once this year. And I think TCU won that game by like 10, right? Yeah, it was 38-28. It was at TCU, though. So this is neutral and, field. Right. So time. neutral field, you've already beaten them once. It's hard to beat a team twice that you didn't exactly blow out, right? Yeah. I don't know. Kansas State is one of those teams that's been kind of sneaky good this year where, like, they show up and 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 what's the quarterback's name for Kansas State right now? Uh, he was the Nebraska oh, kid. Uh, Oh, uh, Adrian Martinez. Yeah, Adrian yeah. Martinez. You know, like he might go nuts and 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 rush for like eighty something yards or something. And the little uh, running back that they have, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, yeah, yeah, like maybe he like goes crazy. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to call that game. So if I were to pick somebody who's going to falter during championship week, it would be TCU, just because they've been playing so many close games. It's just like at some point in time, I feel like they just going to slip up. 
is so you, real quick, real quick, blah, real quick, Kenny. <laughs> Today, Junior, uh, TCU is a two and a half point favorite, and so is USC. So two and, two and a half points, bro. Like two and a half ain't a lot. Two and nah. a half ain't a lot. But go USC, ahead, Kenny, who, who, who is USC off. playing? USC's playing Utah. Yeah, Utah. Ooh, Utah. On Friday night. Friday night. Friday Utah night. doesn't scare me. Like they don't scare U- me. Utah scares me. Utah scares me. Really? That Cam Rising kid's pretty good. Did y'all yeah, beat them so, or no? Huh? Y'all lost to them, right? No, we beat them. Yeah. Oh yeah. H- had they had had y'all not beat them, they would be in the playoff contention right now. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes. I think be they lost one more. Yeah, that would have been a play too. They yeah, they lost two. Who you got, Kenny? You got USC or Utah or do you yeah, have the final um, four? I have USC winning. I think their offense is just too good. Yeah, I just think they're they're just too on good right now. They're just the boys are like a train, so I don't see them losing. Um, but I I also Vandy beat Kentucky, Florida, Texas A and M just beat. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. Yo, Mizzou played Georgia tough for a first half. Like, yeah. if they had some dogs with them, they might have beat y'all. <laughs> like, yeah. This, this year has just been nuts. I would love to see, like, everybody lose and then just shake it up and, and go crazy. Yeah, but okay, so if that happens, though, who who sneaks in there at that point in time? You would have to think, no. You would have to think at this point. Here, bro. They're six or seven, right? They're, they're six. six. You would have to think U.S. the way that they're doing it. Ohio State's going to be the one that jumps in because that makes absolutely zero sense, bro. If if somehow we get to next week and Alabama's in the four spot and they jumped over Ohio State and neither one of those teams played, that makes absolutely zero sense. You, yeah. You've you've already lined up. You've told us this week. But what if playoffs. what if both of them lose? What if both right. USC and oh, TCU lose? Boy. Is Bama in there? Do you put a one loss? I would. Ohio State goes in. Yeah, Ohio State jumps back in there, right? So you get Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. Who's your fourth? But here's okay, okay. Here's the thing, though, man. So then, if if they do that, right? Then if I was USC and I was TCU, I would never play in a conference championship again because it does you no good to kick you out of this playoff scenario. Like it, 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 that's what I'm saying. So we're gonna punish these teams for having to play another game, and while the other teams stay at home, yeah, it sucks. You know, so but it's that's the reality of it, though. You lose, you're out. Especially TCU, they want TCU out. You guys lost the conference championship last year. Yeah, and they still got in. Right. Yeah, I know, but they were undefeated. Oh well, that is that's different. It was undefeated prior to that. So yeah. So you know, I I don't know, man. I know that I know that TCU is not guys late in the conference championship. It wasn't some team that was sitting at home watching the conference championship while other teams had to fight it out. Bama snuck in. Was that twenty nineteen? It was something. Yeah, I think it was the year they they weren't in the top four and the team lost and they snuck in with they from that five spot. Like Mm -hmm. it happens, and they still have respect enough to do it. I, I don't want it to happen though, man. I I, really I, I, don't, I agree with you. I don't think that it, I don't think Bama has played well enough to earn it spot. Like I think that they are at the sixth spot because of their name, not because of how they. Play. Oh yeah, yeah. There's tons of two lost teams out there. That's the yeah. respect that they get. But if if TCU or USC, if they both lose, then I I don't know, man. I have no idea. It's gonna, oh, if they it, both lose, Bama's in. If only one of them loses, it would be robbery to not have Michigan in there instead of Bama. 
or you mean Ohio State? Ohio State, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. If you if you somehow jump, if Alabama somehow jumps Ohio State with both of them not playing, <laughs> you might as well just say this shit's rigged, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, it's done. Everybody, that's all anybody will scream. It's is done. It's done if that happens, bro. It's yes. done. They could, they just put put Clemson in there, right? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> they're so bad. Oh my god, uh, I feel bad for DJ Uwe Uwe Ungalale. I feel bad for him. I think he's going to transfer and uh, be a pretty he good has, quarterback. Somewhere. If he Next doesn't year. transfer, I would question everything about that young man. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out of there. I don't know where he's going though. Maybe we can make bets on that next week. I don't know. Next week's gonna be fun. yo. Next week's podcast is gonna be fire because they are going. the The portal is heating up, ladies and gentlemen. Not to tease you, but that portal is heating up. And uh, nice. next week, be a lot of big names hitting that portal. It's gonna about, be a feeding frenzy. And by about, then, we, we know about like nine. We got about nine left. <laughs> nine left that's hitting the portal. If <laughs> if if US if 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 South Florida hasn't made the move by then, I'd be shocked, right? Oh, so they, we would, they would be idiotic. Yeah, so we would know by then what happens in that situation. Championship weekend, we'll know what, who who the playoff picture will look like, and the portal will be open next week. Is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. To finish it off real quick, if a kid enters his name into the transfer portal, can he still play on his team's college football? Oh, absolutely. They did it last year with Florida. We had guys that were in the portal that play in the bowl game. <laughs> so you <Wow>. can. <laughs> yeah, Jacob Copeland was in the portal. Wow. Our starting wide receiver. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I don't even like why would you even put your name in the portal if you were gonna still play? Because it's not like play? it's the last day that you can put your name in the portal. It's the not it's the, it's the first day. The last day comes way, much later. Because no, the last the last day for this cycle is is the fifth, bro. Is it the last day? I thought it was the first day that it was no, eligible. Is, is it? No, technically, you can't like you can commit, but it can't be like an official signing or anything. Right, like that. right. That's the first day that you can sign with a new team. I don't think that's the last day you can enter the portal because that's coming way later. After it's, it's going to come up at, right before or right after, I should say, after um, national signing day. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So that's the first day. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So but, I mean, this is it, there's. I listen. Portal season is just beginning. And but it's gonna be a lot of kids that's gonna hit day one because they're listen, their seasons are over and they need to figure out where their new home is gonna be. A lot of new coaches trying to figure out what the landscape of their school is gonna be. So a lot of kids gonna be taking visits and all that kind of thing going through the uh the month of December. So uh yeah, portal season will be officially open next week and it's gonna be interesting. All right, well, let's get out of here, guys. I appreciate it once again. So we'll start in the state of Florida this time. Kenny B. Tell the people where they can uh, keep in touch with you, man. Man, find me on uh, IG. You can find me on Twitter, T2T underscore KB or uh, T2T underscore KB2. You can find me there. I'm talking trash. I will be posting my opinions on um, everything. The portal, NFL, declarations is coming. (laughs) Be great, 15. Uh, You know, that's where I'm going to be at. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, Paul, talk to us uh, from who we're already going to go ahead and crown as the SEC Championship Georgia Bulldogs. But go, go ahead and tell us where we can find where if they want to hear your take after the SEC Championship game, where do they need to tune in? Yeah, man, go to Georgia Bulldogs football on YouTube, man, UJSports.com. We do a postgame overreaction show. I will be live at the stadium in the press box. And then uh, like we did like we did last year, uh, we did it from a suite. So I suckered mm. my... I, you know, tiptoed my way over to a suite and did the show live from a suite. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that again. And uh, check me out on Twitter, P at P Meharry. Ike, where can they find you at, man? Yeah, man. Y'all know I am TWR Ike Jones on Twitter, but I am also with the War Report. Y'all can holler at us right there on YouTube. And we're the War Report everywhere, man. We're going to keep this beautiful content rolling with y'all. But we'll be back at y'all next week. And y'all already know it's going to be spicy next week. Until next time, and as always, peace. We'll holler at y'all, baby.